Well, I'm delighted you're here. Welcome to the practice, and I'm glad you could make it. We are going to begin, and I'll invite the chime to sing, and we'll, we'll set our intention for our practice today with a lovely sentiment of metta, loving kindness. This one reads, May you celebrate your life. May you celebrate your life. Welcome, everyone. This is Recovery Dharma. My name is Julia. I'm one of the facilitators of Recovery Dharma in the Spokane Sangha. It is my privilege to be here. Um, a quick shout out to our wonderful Lo for doing all the technology. Um, with that said, the first thing that I want to express is my gratitude to technology to the creators of Zoom who have made these connections with all of you possible. I mean, many of you I met during the pandemic, and we've been practicing together now almost four years, only and exclusively online. It's just amazing. And so I extend that gratitude to Lo, who has really achieved a level of mastery with the technology that I could only dream of, She's created such an impeccable ease um, for the benefit of all of us. So thank you, Lo, so much. It's just amazing. Friends, for the month of November, we have been exploring the theme of attachments. And whatever that word activates within you, what does that mean for you? And I really emphasize the for you part. I could talk all day, several days in a row about attachments, but it's really just me filling up space in the air because what really matters is what's coming alive for you when you hear the word attachment. And one of the most curious things for me anyway as a, as a practitioner is my habit energy to hyper-focus and hyper-fixate on the negative the negative attachments, and I forget to consider the positive attachments. I forget to receive um, the things that I, I judge to be really positive, that I am attached to. I would be sad um, to when I experience the nature of impermanence and I have to let things go. Um, I'm highly attached to good health, my good health. And it's going to be difficult for me to inevitably confront the natural process of aging and illness and eventual death. And so we spend time carving some mental space and some heart space to contemplate these things, to think about these things. I'm highly attached to the people that I love and the relationships that I have. And the nature of reality is impermanent, which means my friends are going to come and go due to the conditions of reality. I'm attached to them. It's hard to let them go. It's hard to sit in difficult emotions. Um, I'm attached to when things are going well, and sitting with the wellness is easy. And the nature of reality reminds me that that's impermanent. And my karma reminds me 
that I'm going to have to deal with ripening actions from my past and present. And some of those actions are going to fruit, blossom into some things that feel difficult and harsh. But as a practitioner, I have the resilience, I have the curiosity, I have the presence to be able to practice. And remember, friends, we're not here for perfection. We're here to practice. So with that, let us come together and take an inward turn and practice. Allow your gaze to be soft. You can close your eyes entirely. You are certainly welcome to fall asleep and rest. If you'd like to lie down, please do. If you'd like to find a different posture, please do. In the Zen tradition, we sit on cushions, our legs are crossed, the belly is soft, the spine is straight, the chin is parallel, hands are resting gently in the lap. And then this practice of present time awareness is nothing more than riding and dancing with the breath, breathing in, breathing out. It's so simple. And the profound nature of it is the challenges that it reveals when we get twitchy, when we notice the mind wandering. Just sitting here in the present moment, nothing is happening to us. There's no pressure on us. There's nobody calling for our attention. There's nothing that we need to do. The phones aren't going off. There's no fire to put out. We're simply here breathing. Easier said than done. And when you notice throughout your practice today it getting a little challenging Maybe you notice that you're getting bored. Thich Nhat Hanh always encouraged in his teachings to smile. Hello, boredom. You're welcome here. Come sit down. Maybe you're having a memory stir in the back of your mind that is a little irritating. Hello, irritation related to a memory that has very little to do with what's happening in this moment. In this moment, I'm simply breathing in and breathing out.
on this day where we celebrate some pretty negative colonizing behavior, let us bring forward great thanks to the indigenous people of the Northern Americas. People who graciously shared food, who, who really taught those early colonizers how to survive. And today, for our practice, you're going to hear me say a phrase, just like me. This is a way to carry our attention in the spirit of Tonglen, which is to allow us to have awareness of both the positive and negative experience of life. We breathe it in, and on the exhalation, we offer some kind of expression of peace and ease, compassion and love. So in celebration of indigenous people in North America, all over the world, who are still highly oppressed, denied full citizenship and rights and sovereignty, just like me. They want to be happy, safe, abundant in friendship and connection, well-being. Breathe that in. And on the exhalation, May all beings know peace, safety, and ease. Just like me, people want to have access to healthy food, to nourish our bodies, to keep us free from illness and dis-ease. Breathe that in. And on the exhale, may we come together in a wise collective consciousness to heal and better understand the ill effects of affluence, greed, 
to improve the divide and the oppression of poverty in the world. Just like me, the conditions of my life have been at times incredibly challenging and I have grasped and groped for coping, for soothing, even numbing in maladaptive ways, in ways that are not beneficial to my mind to my heart, to my spirit, and as a consequence, my behaviors, my actions, my speech has at times been negatively impacted. This is part of the human condition. Many, many people around the world engage in this kind of unskillful behavior just like me. Breathe that in. And as you're breathing out, breathe out an awareness that as much as we all have the capacity for unskillful behavior, part of the human condition is to be exceptionally resilient, resourceful, creative, unbound in its capacity to connect, to commune, to share. May all human beings everywhere cultivate awareness of unskillful habits, unskillful behaviors, and devote time and energy to learn, to understand, to mature, to shift, to change. Just like me, people forget that what makes me, me, is an intricate, complex constellation of the cosmos, its evolution, the conditions here on Earth, my ancestors, karma. 
Breathe that in. And breathe out presence. Your presence to the miracle that is you. The first noble reminder in Buddhism is you have a precious human life. Your capacity to contemplate your presence here, your presence in the universe, to have that level of consciousness is exquisitely rare. Remember to see the good that is your nature. Just like me, I have a Buddha nature. All beings have a Buddha nature, which is the capacity to awaken from suffering, to understand the conditions of our suffering. And in that understanding, to have periods of harmony. My Buddha nature reminds me that in order to increase my experience with harmony, I have to practice Four Noble Truths. And to do so, I have a secret tool. It's really not that secret. And you do too. It's called bodhicitta. And bodhicitta is the soft, wounded heart. And I think embedded there, encapsulating the soft, wounded heart are the four limitless qualities of Buddhism. Loving-kindness, compassion, joy, equanimity. Breathe that in. And on the exhale, may you tap into that soft, wounded place within you. May it keep you humble and open, vulnerable and strong. May it allow you to bear witness to the suffering in the world, including your own, with greater ease and peace. Just like me, my presence here is the result of forces of nature beyond my control, beyond anyone's control, dating back thousands and thousands and thousands of years. 
breathing out, may I never forget that I too am a force of nature and may I always channel that force for the benefit of all living beings. That is my thanksgiving prayer to myself, to each of you. May it register somewhere in the heart and mind. May it inspire you to tap into your forces of good. May it sing like a song to the farthest reaches of the cosmos. In the spirit of thanks, your practice matters deeply. In the spirit of giving, thank you for your time and your presence here. It inspires and heals. Let us take a moment to simply breathe in and out. Thanks and giving. Thank you, friends. Come on back. And, uh, you know, this is such a rubber meets the road test of our practice days. You know, this is one of many right? And it really tests our stories and our attachments. Tradition. Traditions are so much more fun to break and recreate than they are to uphold, as far as I'm concerned. And um, so, yeah, I, I think the, the, the most skillful and the wisest thing we can do on this very challenging day is to be real and to be true to it. And the good thing about it is whatever happens, we get to meet tomorrow online at 1130. Whew! We get to, we get, to get together and, and talk some more. So um, thank you for that. And I'd like to end our practice today with, I'd like to bring in the spirit of Thich Nhat Hanh. 
You know, this week we talked about, um, on Tuesday night, I brought forward Thich Nhat Hanh's teaching of first flame. And it reminds me so much of, John, what you were sharing about the pilot in your water heater, that flame that can light another flame, that can light another flame, and so on and so forth. And should that one flame, that first flame, go out, it has illuminated so many other flames that live with in it. That first flame lives within all the other flames. So even if your pilot should go out, there's a flame somewhere else to be had. Thich Nhat Hanh is no longer here, except he's everywhere, which is such a wonderful thing to think of. And so one of the things, the dedication that I'd like to offer today is in the spirit of Thich Nhat Hanh. And one of the things he taught repeatedly was to come home, come home, come home to yourself, come home to your Buddha nature, come home to you. And so wherever you go, you're always home. And as I've contemplated that, that idea and that teaching over the years, the one image that keeps coming up for me is the image of a lighthouse. A lighthouse is always guiding ships from their adventures to come home. But where are lighthouses usually built? They're usually built in places of great tumult. The seas crash against the craggy stones of where a lighthouses built. They're never built in peaceful places. They're usually around really stormy energy. So to remember to be a home that's like a lighthouse, calling you back home, able to weather the storm, no matter what the storm is. Yes, if you're not paying attention, you'll crash. But you are anchored as that beacon of light. Come home to your Buddha nature. Come home to your first flame. Come home, be at home, and in doing so, in subtle and profound ways, you encourage others to go home to. May you all have safety during this time of emotional distress. May you remember to give yourselves time to rest and space. Remember in any time of distress, one of the best things to do is rather than engage directly to simply say, excuse me and leave. Create openness, create space, stay in integrity to your practice, to your true home. Thank you so much for your practice. Have a wonderful day to the best of your ability. Have good food and rest.
We'll see you next time. Namaste.